It was a Christmas Eve surprise, and as controversial as they come. On December 24, 1992, with less than a month left in his presidency, George H.W. Bush decided he would wipe the slate clean on the Iran-Contra affair, a scandal that had hung over two administrations, his and that of his predecessor, Ronald Reagan, for the past six years. Bush that day pardoned Caspar Weinberger, Reagan's defense secretary, and five others implicated in the scandal. In a single stroke, wrote the New York Times, Mr. Bush swept away one conviction, three guilty pleas, and two pending cases, virtually decapitating what was left of the investigation by independent counsel Lawrence Walsh. Walsh was beside himself, immediately issuing a statement that the Bush pardons were one more piece of an Iran-Contra cover-up. Bush's pardon that day, 26 years ago, is newly relevant because of somebody who turns out to have been a pivotal figure in making them happen. William Barr, then the Attorney General, and now Donald Trump's pick to assume that office again. When the Times reported on the Iran-Contra pardons, they wrote that Bush had consulted with Barr about them. In fact, as Barr later revealed in an oral history interview, he was a prime mover behind the pardons. Convinced that Walsh's targets had been unjustly treated, Barr said, I went over and told the president I thought he should not only pardon Caspar Weinberger, but while he was at it, he should pardon about five others. Why was Barr so determined to arrange those pardons? And what might that tell us about how he would approach the issue today if questions came up about pardons for defendants in Robert Mueller's Russia investigation? That's our subject on this episode of Buried Treasure. There is absolutely no collusion. I didn't make a phone call to Russia. I have nothing to do with Russia. Everybody knows it. People have got to know whether or not their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I told the American people I did not trade arms for hostage. My heart and my best intentions still tell me that's true, but the facts and the evidence tell me it is not. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. The British government has learned that Saddam Hussein recently sought significant quantities of uranium from Africa. How many times do I have to answer this question? Can you just say Russia is a ruse. I'm Michael Isikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News. And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. You know, it was a long time ago, uh, these uh, Bush pardons and uh, William Barr's tenure as Attorney General. I didn't imagine we'd be talking about uh, Bill Barr and pardons today, but here we are with uh, Barr slated to be Donald Trump's new AG. And uh, Bill Barr, I don't think he's changed his views on these issues uh, one bit. Um, I've talked to a bunch of his friends, and he's had a pretty firm set of beliefs about uh, independent counsels, about prosecutorial power and the potential for abuse for a long time. He called Lawrence Walsh, the Iran-Contra independent counsel, a headhunter and believed that his investigation had run amok. And I think he was determined... uh, to do something about it. He believed that power had to be checked. And so when the opportunity came up for uh, a pardon, he was he was on. You know, he, he actually said, as you pointed out in the intro, uh, let's go beyond Casper Weinberger. Let's, let's let's pardon all of them. And the quote that he gave in that Miller Center interview was in for a penny, in for a pound. Exactly. Speaking of parallels to current events, these pardons were rooted in 
Walsh's October surprise when he indicted Weinberger and uh, a bunch of others in the Iran-Contra affair, something that Bush felt cost him the election. There's a famous scene in Bob Woodward's uh, book, Shadow, in which he says, uh, talks about a confrontation Bush had with Barr. Uh, he calls him into the, uh, waves his finger, calls him into it, and says, Walsh has abused his power. He shouts at Barr uh, and talks about, cost me the election, he said furiously. That's from uh, Woodward's shadow. Barr actually actually confirmed that story in the Miller Center interview, although he said the one thing that Woodward got wrong is— Bush did not bellow at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and we, I think, but but we, it does draw a parallel, by the way, to the Comey letter about uh, reopening the Hillary Clinton investigation in late October of 2016. I mean, that would be uh, yeah, and the that's Weinberger why indictment yes. was as closest thing you can find to a parallel, and that is why. There are rules, I think, laid out in the U.S. Attorney's Manual, but basically prosecutors aren't supposed to make major investigative decisions in the 30 days or so before an election because there's just something wrong about the potential for intervening in the voter's choice with some major indictment or something like that. Uh, Barr's problem with independent counsels was really similar to a lot of conservatives at that time, and he was a real movement conservative, pretty hardcore in his beliefs. Um, And there's sort of two of them. One was this idea that independent counsels actually violated the kind of separations clause, that uh, it was an infringement on presidential power. Because, because they were judicially it, appointed, it, it, and they weren't part exactly. of the executive branch. They mm-hmm. didn't answer to the attorney general. They answered to a three-judge panel. Moreover, under the independent counsel statute, the president couldn't actually fire an independent counsel. So there oh, was you that for misconduct, for for right. cause, for, for cause. And Barr did say that he considered firing Walsh for misconduct. Right. But the other thing is was this idea of prosecutorial abuse, and particularly with independent counsel, because they only had really one thing to investigate, and they were often get on. You know, they one mission. And unlimited resources, and they tended to go on forever and ever and ever because if you just closed up shop without any indictments, then, you know, you might be considered a failure. So right. so that was an issue. Or and if you come across other criminal conduct or suspected criminal conduct in the course of your investigation, you go off in that direction, right. as we saw with Ken Starr and uh, Monica Lewinsky. And it is worth pointing out, and this does, I think, say something important about Barr, at least the Barr that we knew back in the early 90s when he was the attorney general. Barr actually, even though he hated the statute, he did appoint at least one independent counsel under the independent counsel statute. That was in the passport case, which I think you actually may <laughs> yeah, have had played a, a, played a role in, in breaking that in breaking yes. that story. That was yeah. Joe DeGeneva me and, me and was Walter the independent Pink counsel. Is, just to refresh, uh, it's not going to refresh anybody's memory because nobody, most people probably don't even know this, but back in 92, there was, in the closing weeks of the campaign, there were stories that I and Walter Pincus of the Washington Post wrote about how the uh, people at the State Department went rummaging through Bill Clinton's old passport files trying to show evidence that he had uh, taken a secret trip to Moscow and when he was in Oxford 
Harvard and was uh, consorting with commies, I guess, and then was a, also a left-wing anti-war agitator. So it all sort of, that, they were looking for evidence of that. And yeah. uh, in so doing, there were questions about whether they violated the law, privacy laws, by looking at Bill Clinton's uh, passport So files. Barr, so Barr, he both thought that the... Right. Like and the Barr under- appointed Joe DeGeneres. Joe DeGeneres. A former U.S. attorney, now Fox News cable uh, regular defending Donald Trump. And for a nanosecond, he and his wife, Vicki Tunsing, were actually hired to be... Donald Trump's defense lawyers <laughs> yeah. in the Russia investigation, and they had to pu- they pulled out because of conflicts or something. <laughs> but look, Barr thought the underlying case, passport case, was bullshit, right. and he hated the independent counsel statute. But he felt duty bound to appoint an independent counsel because it was triggered by these, you know, revelations. He didn't have a choice, <laughs> and so by moi, by you, right. <laughs> right? And and but but that is a part of the reason that he actually. I think really hated that law yeah. because it tied the attorney general's uh, hands and, and the executive right. branches. Right. So, so all right. The question now becomes: What does all this tell us about what approach Barr and Attorney General Barr will take to the Russia investigation and to the possibility that uh, Donald Trump may want to? pardon some of those implicated in it, like Paul Manafort, something which the president recently said he won't take off the table. It's, you know, it's a good question. I would not say here and now that I'm convinced that he would advise Donald Trump to pardon Paul Manafort, or um, you know, maybe there would be other you know, right. people, can, you know, if there are more convictions. I just don't think we know, because we don't know enough about uh, the cases, I just I think it's hard to predict at this yeah, point. And, and would, look, I, I actually do. think the chances are extremely low in the case of Manafort because Manafort was convicted of you know tax evasion and fraud, you know pure crimes that uh, would have been prosecuted by any U.S. attorney uh, if not by Robert Mueller. Uh, yeah, look, but, I think he would he w- would argue that certainly the president has the absolute power. Uh, uh, to pardon anybody. To pardon anybody. That's right. in the Constitution. And, and we've talked justice- about Bill Barr being an right. executive power kind of maximalist. But he's also a pretty deft politician. Right. And I think he would also be thinking about the kind of damage that that might do to the presidency if there was a, a thoroughly unwarranted pardon. The other interesting question is, what if uh, Donald Trump decides he's going to pardon himself? That's an untested <laughs> legal yeah. question, now and it would be interesting really to know what Bill Barr thinks of that. the outer limits of, of presidential well, he'll be, power. He will be uh-huh. asked, I promise right. you, he will be asked at his confirmation hearings right. whether he believes that a president uh, can self-pardon. Now, look, uh, as we discussed the other day, uh, Barr is on the record raising questions about the Mueller investigation. He vigorously defended the president's decision to fire James Comey. He questioned the fact that Mueller has hired a number of prosecutors who have contributed to Democrats. He has suggested that uh, the Hillary Clinton's ties to a uranium deal would be appropriate to investigate. So as a private citizen, conservative Republican that he is, he has mouthed off on issues relevant to the Mueller investigation. And that's one of the reasons, no doubt, that uh, people in the White House were trying to recruit him as we 
reported uh, in the last few days as uh, to recruit Bill Barr as the top defense lawyer for Donald Trump, an offer that he didn't bite at. But um, I do think that Barr is enough of an institutionalist and enough of a politically savvy guy to know that um, he's not going to go too far down the road and let's, trying and let's not to forget, undermine right. the Mueller investigation and as let's attorney not, general. And let's not forget that in the, in the Iran-Contra example, he had no relationship with Lawrence Walsh. He didn't have no. respect for Lawrence Walsh. It's very different with Bob Mueller. Bob Mueller worked for him. Right. Uh, there is a mutual respect there. Mueller is a uh, someone who spent a long career inside the Justice Department with a pretty much untarnished career and reputation, and I think uh, that will mean a lot to uh, to Bill Barr. Right, and at the time, and just finally, one last point, at the time that these pardons went down, uh, Walsh had been in business for over six years, which is a lot longer than... Robert Mueller has been uh, in business as the uh, special counsel, and and I think and I th- yeah, and I think actually Mueller is sensitive to a lot of the criticisms of special prosecutors right. and is not going to make that mistake. I don't think we'll see him in business five years from no. now, let uh, alone no, listen, two I years from now. I continue to believe, as I reported last week, that we're in the end game and we're getting uh, close to uh, at least the climax of the Mueller investigation with a report about obstruction of justice. And, uh, you know, we may or may not have a couple more indictments. And we are in the end game of this episode of Buried Treasure. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Excellent. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Buried Treasure. Don't forget to subscribe to Skullduggery on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. And tell us what you think. Leave a review. Be sure to follow us on social media at Skullduggery Pod. We'll talk to you on Friday.